Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. The Denver Broncos have taken down the hottest team in football and have improved to five and five on the season. They are 500. It is never, I, I was telling Jordan before the show, it is not, I had this honestly the best feeling I've had being a Broncos fan since Peyton Manning was in the building. Like, yes, it, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Five, I know we're five and five. It could be better. It could be, uh, yeah, it definitely could be better. But man, the, the last four games, Talk about that. The what, what Sean Payne has put together, what the defense put, the the takeaways. Oh my God, it's like every week you're guaranteed at least three takeaways. Like that, we have a lot of a lot to talk about in today's show. Some discrepancies, some good, some bad, as usual. As we're always going to be honest on the show. But before we go ahead and jump in to uh, the, today's exciting show, J Mac Jordan, how are you guys feeling? I'm feeling great. That was one of the best football games I watched in a minute. I'm extremely happy. Um, it's been a very tough week. My Spurs suck, but uh, the Broncos have really picked it up. So, hey, man, it's been good. And the Raiders and the Chargers lost today, so that's just a huge plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for real. Now we have to wait for Monday night to see if the Chiefs lose, and it'll be even better. But, yeah, everything has uh, panned out for the Broncos. But, damn, this was a good-ass game. Yeah, for uh, for my basketball team as well. Like it's kind of been the opposite. The Nuggets have lost like three of their last four, and now all of a sudden the Broncos have won four straight. Like, <laughs> hey man, I, I care a lot more about the Broncos if I'm being honest. So uh, I'll, yes. I'll definitely take that. Um, so, but like I said, man, huge, huge, huge dub. A lot of players stepped up to the plate. It's been a, it, today was kind of a different narrative than recent weeks, where like the first quarter script is like really, really good, and the Broncos get off to a great start. Today was not that case for the offense at all, but they did make the plays when it mattered most in the fourth quarter it was like kind of like a flip-flop for the offense today um but hey man like i like we said last week a win is a win and uh i don't know this this one just feels a little bit more different than the bills game i don't know why it's just like four straight we do it again on prime time by when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply the way the Broncos are basically going to be on primetime again next week against the Browns is America's game of the week. So three straight primetime games, hoping to make it three in a row. Um, but man, just stay on the topic of today's game. Huge win. Let's go ahead and start talking about the good that we saw in today's game. From the very first series, Baron Browning set the tone early um, with that forced fumble. K-Jack came up with the hit. He was on demon time already. <laughs> Baron Browning, oh, dude, this defense is not stopped with the forced takeaways. Three... Yeah. Three more takeaways again today after four last week and then uh, four the week before that. It was five if you included the special teams takeaway. Um, but, man, it, it's just ridiculous. And talk about setting the tone early. I mean, I just love how the defense is on demon time from the get-go. Dog, it's funny because literally before the game, I posted on my story that Brian Dawkins video about, you know, the one we used the Broncos, like him screaming, it's our house. And literally, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, this is the game where you got to set the tone. Kareem Jackson, first – the third third down, he makes his he's back. Boom. And it was clean. I remember the, the dude on TV was like, um, you know, it should have been an unnecessary roughness. No, it wasn't. That was clean. That's what you get for calling a um a, a run play with Josh Dobbs. No, we're not doing that. I mean, man, the takeaways are huge. The takeaways are bailing us, but at the end of the day, it's becoming who we are. 
And regardless of the takeaways, we're still playing really good defense. The run defense has got to be way better. But, yeah. I mean, as a, at, in total, the defense, I can't really complain, man. I feel like I lost my voice tonight because I was just so hyped for today's game. I mean, the takeaways are just beautiful. I mean, I'm just glad to see that Bronco football is getting back today. And there was some that they left on the field too. Justin Simmons, they kind of, he kind of collided with Kjack, and then yeah. there was another one where uh, there was like two more where it's like they were deducted by penalties. Like we could have even had more. It's crazy. Yeah, yep. even Kareem went in front of like Hawkinson on one of them in the second quarter and could have just gotten the ball. But I mean, yeah, no, this defense is absolutely buzzing. Uh, it sounds like I lost my voice, but I'm just sick. But the Broncos, I'm not sick no more after the win. After this win right now, I feel totally better. But this defense right now is just literally the 70 point give up to the Dolphins. It looks like it's not even in the same season. Like, it does. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. And, yeah. It's, and I'm not going to lie. Just, it, it's just so crazy. Like, and they come at the best times too. Cause it's looking like the game could go the whole other way. And then boom, it just happens. Like, it's like just, and it, it happens. I swear at, at times you don't even think it's coming. Like, Boom, Jaquan McMillan gets a pick. You're like, oh, because I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, we're probably gonna end up losing this game. Like yeah. offense stinks. Minnesota's kind of clicking. They, they go down there and just get any points. I don't know if we win this game. And then just out of nowhere, Jaquan McMillan gets a pick, and then you're just back in this game. Yeah, literally, like you said, they get they get in takeaways at the perfect, perfect time. That's exactly what you need. Like you're just praying every beginning of the drive. Like, man, uh, can can Jaquan McMillan or PS2 come away with a pick here? Can we get a get a key PBU go three and out? And it's like they make the plays when it matters. Um, you like you said, we'll jump into uh, all the things that kind of um didn't go too well for the defense today. But man, what what more can you ask of them? I mean, they put the offense in only only 20 points allowed despite the bad run defense, bad tackling, and uh, three takeaways as well. I mean, I would I would say it was a it's a pretty it's a W for the defense again today. So, um, another guy I want to talk about that you already mentioned, Jaquan McMillan, man, this Dog. dude just he just makes plays, yeah. bro. He, he that's what he, that's what he does, man. He just makes plays, but on top of that, he just a coverage god. Like I don't even I'm running out of like good things Dog. to say about this guy. Bro, he's perfect in the slot. He's good at blitzing. He's perfect. He's really good in the run game. I mean, what more can you ask out of a guy? Undrafted, thrown into the fire midseason on a one and five team. Say, okay, you're our slot guy. Go. And he's just, he's answered. He's answered. Just an absolute dog. He just, and he's clutch too. And they tried him on Jordan Addison uh, yeah. when they were in the red zone. Yeah. Strap easy. And I'm like, oh my God, this dude. He just and he he's he's setting the tone too. He's just one of those guys. Like he has safety. He has that safety mentality. Like he's just like another undrafted dominant interrupt the Broncos found. Just unbelievable. Like I, I in I don't think I've ever seen another podcast say scream about like wanting to play Jaquan McMillan more than us. We've been on that from the jump, and I mean now he's made a name for himself. There was other mm-hmm. podcasts that didn't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, like, come like, on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then they're getting ranked. But Jaquan McBennett has literally changed the, like, changed the defense dramatically. Like, from going from what we were going through in Miami, missed tackle after missed tackle, just terrible coverage, to what now McMillan's doing on the defense side of the ball is just insane. And he just compliments everyone so well in the secondary. And again, Jordan Asin had 1.6 yards of separation the entire game. That is way below like league average. 
he had he had one good catch on Sartan on the middle of the field, and that was it. Like, and how was it? And, and he had one, I think, on the last drive of the game where Sartan was like, man, you can have that. He wasn't even worried about it. I'm, hey, I'm not going to hold secondary play really good today. Th that's just my opinion. I mean, they they have been balling, and I'm confident going into next week's game. Yeah. Extremely confident. Me too. What, <laughs> once again, Fabian Moreau, you don't hear his name at all. That's a Bruh, good thing. That's that a, good a good thing. thing. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing. <laughs> Dora Mathis. Uh, next, uh, let's go. <laughs> Move on. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, another guy. I feel like isn't getting a lot of credit, but he does deserve credit for like the takeaways. Is Josie Jewell that oh. that Jaquan McMillan pick? He's the one that created pressure right up the middle, and Josh Dobbs just couldn't see shit, so he throws it to to Jaquan McMillan. He and also the fumble recovery, like being in the right place at the right time, making some really good tackles, like just gluing right onto the running back dump offs. Like he, he people have said it many times, and I agree with it. Like he's the glue to this defense. Yeah, and I'm glad Chris Collinsworth brought up this stat that Alex Singleton um, leads the league in missed tackles. Josie Jewell is like the exact opposite. I mean, the guy, like you said, he's a glue guy. He's a today. He was just all over the field today, and he's our best linebacker. I mean, I think that's pretty. Like this season, he's been our best linebacker by far. He he was just he's been really great. And today, like you said, he's been all over the field generating the pressure, and he had, he had some big tackles too. I mean, if I'm being quite honest, can we nitpick one defensive player that had a bad game? Can we just nitpick one? Because I'm trying to think, and I really can't think of one. I wouldn't say a bad game. I would say there was it was an average like game, huh? Like an average game. Yeah, I would say the one it would probably be Jonathan Cooper. He made me mad a few times on like the <laughs> tackles, but I mean he did uh, have some good rushes though. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. He did. like that. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't say he had a bad game. It was exactly, you know exactly. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say really anybody. I mean, it was everybody played really well, especially Justin Simmons, first team All Pro. Book oh. what he did with T.J. Hodgson tonight, just book it already. They could they the league. Kevin O'Connell drew up plays for Hawkinson and Justin Simmons incompletion twice. And it wasn't bad balls. It was go up and get it, man versus man, and Jada yep. won it. First team all pro. You just got to book it at this point. Book it. Yeah, he's incre <laughs> he, he is incredible. The plays that he made in the clutch today in the fourth quarter, like single-handedly probably won us a game, honestly. Yep. But, yeah, talking about uh, that defense, I mean, so I think one of the – like the only thing I would critique is like the interior defensive line, man. They were definitely getting on my nerves in like the, the middle eight, first half, second half, um, just like giving off easy, easy runs. Like the edges, I couldn't really get mad at them too much. Um, but interior defensive line was just getting worked up front like to start the game. Just not much uh, competition there. But um, – um, towards the end, the Broncos found a way to win it, uh, to win it. Excuse me. Um, so one of the next players I want to talk about who had just another. It, it's just like a weekly thing for him at this point to like have these insane like, catch of the years. Bro, like, like, Sutton. What, what this what this dude does? I'll say it again on the show. Best red zone threat in the NFL, bro. Dog. Put him on any other bro. offense. I, he's still, he's still, bro. The, the catches that this man makes, not only that touchdown, but you guys saw that that uh the the other catch. Bro, clutch, clutch, like dog, like and it's like in in um I'm watching again. The they're like, man, that was a bad throw. I'm like, no, it wasn't. He that was a lead pass. Corlin Sutton just made an insane catch because I'm thinking he's gonna try to run and get it. He's like, nah, I'm gonna just reel this in with one hand, easy. In the, the touchdown, like like you said, it's a weekly thing. Broncos base made a post like Corlin Sutton's like making some insane catches. I don't know what it is. Like he's just always making some some. Ins it's never just like anything normal. It's always crazy. Like. That touchdown just came out of nowhere. He looked 6'4", boxing out, 
went up and got it. Like that's just ridiculous. It's like the Broncos front office front office knew what to do at the trade deadline. It's like they knew what they had in their players. I mean, Corner <laughs> sounds ridiculous, dude. He is. It's, he is. It's crazy because almost every single player that we talked about was was like guys that we're supposed to supposed to be shopping at the deadline. Josie Jewel, Corliss Sutton. We're gonna get to Jay Judy later, but like these are all guys that are pivotal, pivotal. They're making huge plays, so I can't even be mad at it. And I'm pretty sure teams are kind of mad that they didn't give up a second for Corlin Sutton. Yeah. Like the Broncos is asking. I'm pretty sure a lot of teams right now that are contending and need a wide receiver are kind of like, damn. I know Baltimore is like, damn. We could really not at Mark Andrews out telling like, damn. We could really use the Corlin Sutton right about now. Probably should have come off that second. So hey, I'm glad. I'm glad we kept him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, another uh, he, at this point, I know he's a running back, but at this point, he's a receiver. Like Samaje Pirine, what he did, what he does <laughs> in the clutch, dude has seventy catches. Led the team, uh, seven catches, uh, for sixty yards. Um, I mean, bro, he he just literally like the definition of like a very very reliable security blanket. Like what he and not only that, like what he does after the catch on the run, bro. It's 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 so useful to this team. Like that, we we me and J Mac talked about it when we were doing our running back, uh, you know, reviews for free agency during the offseason. Home run signing. Two only two years, seven and a half million to have a reliable receiver at the running back position like that. Like it, it's so pivotal for this team. Like in the clutch when they need plays to uh, to happen, bro. And it's like, hit. It's just clutch. Like this is the second week in a row they rolled him out on the game winning drive, and him and Russ just connect. Like it's just okay. Quick dump off. Go pick up a first. I'm kind of like, man, why not implement that in the offense more consistently? But. Samaje is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's just like every time he catches it, he's 10 book it. I know people were scared with that fumble, though, when it went out of bounds. But oh, bro, I, I got mean, so oh, scared. Yeah. I saw oh, him wearing God, number 25. I was like, oh, I was like, dog, it's something about Broncos wearing number 25. Lord have mercy. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, Samaje, kudos to him. Like you said, we, 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 we knew it. Home run signing. I'm glad that we're getting involved in the screen. I, I mean, I'm sorry, in the passing game, just in general. Just and he, he breaks tackles too, and he runs with he runs hard. So yeah, I yeah. love it. He runs extreme. I think all of our running backs run extremely hard. Javante, yeah. P. Ryan, even McLaughlin, with how uh, little he might seem he is or appear he is, he runs like Javante and P. Ryan just as hard. So, but yeah, P. Ryan, P. Ryan's an absolute dog. That fumble did have me scared a bit. <laughs> oh my god, my uh, heart drops. I got yeah. flashbacks. I yeah, got flashbacks. but uh. <laughs> Oh but P. Ryan is an absolute weapon, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. He's been showing up in the fourth quarter a lot yeah. lately. So shout out to P. Ryan. Yeah, the, the whole fourth quarter had, had me on the edge of my seat easily. Actually, I wasn't even on my seat. I was literally just like running around, bro, like pacing. Uh, that's how, uh, you know, down to the wire this game was. But um, another guy, uh, one of the last guys I want to talk about who just had ball out today. Uh, his nuts are very big. We call him Big Nuts Lutz. He just went out there just – Field goal Woo! after field goal after field goal after field goal after field goal. I mean, he he's, he was automatic tonight. Got to give him the props. He was a big reason why the Broncos uh, went tonight, even when the offense, for whatever reason, were just allergic to getting into the end zone. This is why I was so happy when we brought in Will Lutz. This is why I was so happy. Look, Brett Maher, I don't even know where Brett Maher is right now. No disrespect. I am so glad we brought Will. I'm so glad we brought in Will Lutz to this team. Automatic. Yeah, he's struggling in Buffalo, but like I said, the conditions were extreme. Like, trying to kick in Buffalo, it's loud, windy. The weather is nasty. Back in Denver, would he go tonight? Five for five? I believe so. Yes, yep. he did. Yeah, he did. Clutch. 
That's all I got to say. Clutch Lutz. I mean, a lot of people were telling me that he was not clutch after he almost cost us <laughs> the game last week, but seems like a lot of people just overreact on Twitter yep. and social media. It's a week-to-week thing, so a lot of overreactions come. So, But, again, Will Lutz has been consistent his whole career, and this is what we were expecting from him, and he comes in clutch. That's why, example, a million on why fans should not overreact when something bad happens one week. So, but, yeah, shout out to Lutz. It was, it was just, I mean, the whole game was just like a whole team win, but Lutz was huge the whole game. Yeah, he uh, for anybody that does betting, I would have to rec- highly recommend you, especially if you're on prize picks, to bet the over on this guy's points every single game. Like he, he's just an instant lock for me, like every week. But um, that that aside, um, let's go and start talking about some of the uh, the not so. Uh, great things that happened in today's game. Um, so I want to go ahead and start off with just the obvious we talked about a little bit is the tackling and the run defense. I mean, that was just giving me like serious vibes to the start of the season. I was getting a little bit worried. I knew they would clean it up, um, but I didn't expect it to be this big an issue. I mean, Alex Singleton was just missing tackles all over the place. Um, it's been a, it's been a pretty big issue all season, for being honest. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed with him in that aspect, but not just him, like other players as well, just missing simple tackles. Um, I know Baron Browning missed a few as well. Um, but uh, what were you guys' uh, overall take on like the run defense and the uh, tackling today? That was one of my keys to victory was stopping the run. And um, there's some plays where they're making Ty, Ty Chandler and uh, Alexander Madison look a lot better than they really are. Yeah, and um, they did a segment on Alexander Madison. It's like, this is why they got rid of Dalvin Cook. I'm like, dude, we can't like this dude is just having a great season or something like that. I mean, we made both of them look like they were – Really, really, really good running backs. They're not the run defense in general. It's just missed tackling, in my opinion. I think up front we just got to be better. I think Mike Purcell and DJ Jones got to do a way better job. Mm-hmm. It's in just in that. I think we gotta, and I think a lot of it is like just being prepared for the run in general. Like I think I think like when they're running the ball, we just don't seem, but like the linebackers don't seem as prepared to stop the run as you see like really good teams who are like teams who are good at stopping the run. But Alex Singleton. This is kind of why Philly let him go. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, last year, this was not an issue. Like, he was really, really elite at tackling last year. This was not something that I'm like, Alex Singleton is a bad tackler. I mean, now it's just like he's he's always the first guy in there and the first guy out. Like, he's going in for the tackle and he's going for the legs and missing. And in big games, that'll cost you. It almost cost us tonight, but I think overall, like, that, that stuff you could fix. So, I'm hoping it can get better during during the season, but going into next week's game against a team like Cleveland, you really got to clean it up. Yeah, I was getting a bit worried too. I was, I mean, since I was at the Miami game, I was getting a bit of PTSD just being there, <laughs> and then just see them miss tackles on my TV. Gosh. So I was getting flashbacks a bit, but it was just how fast the defense has been playing, especially the last few weeks. I knew that would be cleaned up just a bit, just because of the pace they play at, but. Again, I we talked about it in the pregame show. I hope that the Broncos limit uh, the Vikings' weakness, which was running the ball and don't make it a strength, which they did. But they played so well in other areas that it mitigated that. And yeah. thankfully it did. And But, again, that defense should be cleaned up by next Sunday against Cleveland. But Champagne talked about it uh, in the post-presser that there's a lot of things this team still needs to do, So, uh, which is a good thing. But, uh, yeah, I think we still haven't seen the best yet from this team, which is scary. 
Yeah, absolutely. They definitely haven't hit their peak. And uh, we talk about uh, our upcoming matchup with Cleveland. I mean, even though they lost Nick Chubb, who's, in my opinion, the best back in the league, yeah, they're running the football very, very well and very, very efficiently. And so that's going to be definitely the biggest key for uh, Vance Joseph to kind of keep his eye on in practice and uh, make a a point of emphasis throughout all the uh, the three or four practices this week. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking out for. Uh, But one of the next things I want to talk about, got to mention it, Russ, what Russ had a good game today, twenty-seven of thirty-five, for the most part. The stat looks great, but it's just there's way too many reads, and I'm just sitting there, just like, and also not even just like missing wide open receivers, just like I'm pointing and screaming at my TV, like Russ, there's a wide open running lane, Russ, Russ. He just keeps holding on to the ball. Like I, I understand you want to look downfield, you know, want to look downfield to make plays and whatnot, and not just kind of you know be a short, you know short intermediate type, you know, receiving, uh, you know, passing offense. Um, but yeah, I guess what I'm just trying to get at is like too many risk misreads. Um, I was kind of upset with the not going through his progressions. There was a lot of plays where he's either just like locking his eye on Jerry Judy or locking his eye on Corlin Sutton instead of going from one, two to three or four. And, there, and because of that, there's plays where I saw Marvin Mims like wide open in the first quarter, second quarter, just on easy crossers for like 20 yard pickups. Like it, it does, it does hold this team back. And man, like I said, after that Buffalo game, when you're getting four takeaways and this week three takeaways, you shouldn't be winning by only one point. If I'm being honest, like I'm, I'm not too pleased in totality with the offense today. I'm just really pleased by like how they rallied in the fourth quarter and got it done when they needed to. Yeah, I think I would agree. I mean, I think Russ played really well towards the end of the game. I think that that he clutched up for us most definitely. But I mean, throughout the game, it was yeah, it was times where I got frustrated. I mean, it, it was some plays left on the field from like just the players and then the penalties, but it was a lot yeah. of plays that I felt like Russ could have done just a better job. I think he's taking sacks too early. Or like when sacks are coming, he needs to get rid of the ball. I mean, and we talked about it, his pocket presence. I don't know what happened to it. I mean, from from his Seattle days to here, it is just gone. It that that part of his game has taken the biggest step back. Just as the awareness in the pocket, and he's it seems like he panics. Like I saw Jordan was tweeting that about he's just panicking in the pocket instead of just man calm down. And I think Sean in practice, you're gonna have to make that a normal for him in practice, so that when the time comes in the game, he knows exactly what to do. As far as the reads goes. That's been something that he struggled with since last year. It's gotten better this year, but like I think, yeah, yeah, he had Nate Atkins. I was trying because he it was yeah. like the same. Oh, yeah, that one's bad. Design. It was almost the same play design as last week when he had Lucas Crow running down the right side. But this time, Russ saw it, pumped, and like went somewhere else with the ball. Which I don't know if that's he didn't trust Nate Atkins or what it was. I mean, it did kind of look weird. It looked like it looked like Nate Atkins stopped running. But I mean, the safety had his head turned the other way. I feel like Russ, that you you take that chance regardless. You put the ball down the field to see if your your guy can make a play, and it, it's just times in this game where I'm like, like you said, Russ got a running lane. Take the running lane. But I mean, that's just stuff we got to clean up. But overall, I will say, it's just something about game winning drives in Russ. I, I don't know what it is. I don't like that's his calling card. That's just his calling card. I have no clue what it is. He just seems to be a whole different player when it comes to that. But it's definitely some improvement that needs to be made. I, I thought, again, he played average. He, I think he's been playing average throughout the <laughs> whole year. He doesn't do anything, you know, really, really great, but he hasn't done anything really, really poor. But, again, I, I don't know what it is with the game-winning drives, but in this game-winning drive, 
for the first time the whole game, he stood he stood in the pocket there. Yeah, a few plays, which he could have been doing that since the beginning, but that's neither here or there. I don't know what happens, or I don't know. It's weird, but quarters one through three, when it's not a game winning drive, Russ does escape the pocket a bit too early, and now it's become more and more apparent. And especially now that we saw Josh Dobbs. And we saw him stay in the pocket and then hit his guys down the field. I mean, you can tell the difference between a quarterback when he stands in the pocket and when he escapes it just a bit too early. But again, I know I've been knocking Russ a bit, but again, I think he still he still played average. He didn't do nothing to lose us the game or nothing to win us the game. But I thought he played well. And again, no turnovers, even though that's that's he almost that's had one. Part. He almost yeah. had one, but thankfully it wasn't. But Oh yeah. Again, no turnovers, and that's the biggest part. So that's the biggest part. Yeah, Jared Judy was looking uh looking like PS2 on that uh pass yeah. oh. downfield. <laughs> he he single handedly gave Will Lutz a field goal there. I hope people mm-hmm. acknowledge him for that. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. I don't know what his Russ saw. I mean, I guess they were like, Well, you, you took your shot. I'm like, Yeah, but you almost sold the possession. Like I thought he was yeah. throwing it out. I thought he was throwing it out of bounds. Like out. yeah, like maybe I don't know. I don't know if he, he should have put more if that was good, he should put way more air on it. You gotta throw <laughs> it out of bounds, Russ. You can't like lock kind of leave a little air on no throw it out of bounds. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was trying to throw it out of bounds. Also, another thing I want to talk about is like those game winning drive opportunities are not always gonna be there. If I'm being honest, like you're, there's going to be points where like sometimes maybe a receiver just drops a pass or maybe a, a player drops a fumble and rusts. He's not going to have the opportunity to win a game. So that's why you yeah. have to be a consistent quarterback over all four quarters. Cause those opportunities aren't going to always be there for you. If we're being honest, like, and I would much rather prefer a team that wins a, a game pretty, pretty handedly over all four quarters rather than just, you know, putting everybody on the edge of their seat in the fourth quarter. Like, obviously, a win is a win, but, like, you're not always going to be able to rely on those opportunities, if if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I'm going to say about that is I feel like we probably wouldn't have been in that situation. I mean, if – no, I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm just saying if Judy can hold on to that ball, I feel like it's a whole different type of – you know, I feel like we're more comfortable point. going into that drive, and the Vikings have more – like, they have a lot more pressure on them for the rest of that game. If Judy can just hold on to it, I mean, it was it was good coverage, but you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch it. But I mean, I just feel like yeah, he has to be more consistent. But you, it was times in the Buffalo game where we got good field position, looked like we we're gonna score in penalties. And today it was just like we're constantly beating ourselves in that. But yeah. I definitely want to see a game where I want to see a game where that just it, where, where where we're just executing on that part where we get the ball in good field position and it's no penalties and it's no miscues like drops and we can just. Get in the end zone, just constantly get points. One thing about today, though, we got points on a lot of our possessions. We didn't really leave that many points on the field, which is a that is not a Bronco type thing. Usually, we always leave points on the field, and the and the penalties, the penalties, it was really good today. I can't really complain about it. Well, me and Amir talked about it. Sean Payton, uh, <laughs> electing to take the points every single time, and maybe not going for it on maybe one of the drives played a big difference. Yep. A lot of coaches in the league now would have went for it and that would have just changed the whole game. Yep. So taking the points is key, not leaving points off the board is key. And Sean Payne kept us in striking distance the whole game. And that's why at the end we had that game winning drive and it was perfect. And again, I would just like to, uh, you know, say this for people on Twitter uh, thinking that I wear number 10 on the field and that I uh, dropped the ball. Listen, 
Uh, I'm I I was not in Denver to begin with, and I did not play the game. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only orange thing I wore was the shirt, so I didn't wear the jersey either. So I did not drop the ball because a lot of people don't want to say that I it was a defense pass interference that even Chris Collinsworth said. Yeah. But that and I'm even admitting it. My guy should have caught the ball. Yes, Jerry Judy should have caught the ball, even though it was a defense pass interference. I get it, but a lot of fans. I've seen Sutton grab all these contested catches, so we've been a bit spoiled with a lot of things. So I'm just saying, let's knock off the brakes a bit. I'll I'll call him later because that people think that I have his phone number or something. I'll call him <laughs> later and I'll tell him that at Joe one two three seven told told me to tell you to catch the ball. So just letting everybody on Twitter know that. Yeah, oh my god. The Twitter trolls or something else, man. I would not let that I would not let that affect you at all cuz they Oh no, it doesn't affect me. Trust me. I thought I was I was good. He had a good game. Yeah. But Absolutely. Yeah. By yeah, by the way, yeah, good. He he actually got targets today. So, kudos to yeah, him, man. Yeah. <laughs> actually got targets yeah. today. Yeah, and I want to bring that up. I thought Sean Payton was kind of capping when he said he was going to get him and Marvin Mills more involved and he did. Yeah, hey, he I did. mean, yeah, he, did. he 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 said we're gonna get these guys involved, and I'm like, me just saying that they finna go out there with the same. Judy finna have three catches, thirty yards. Man's <laughs> finna go out there one target, zero catches, but he gonna have a sixty or forty yard return. Forty yard like, return. Are, gonna go. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, Judy getting a, a end round. I was like, what? And he he did great with it. I mean, I was that made me happy to see him actually getting the ball. Cause I'm like, dog, just give him the ball. It hurt to see him not catch the ball, but like you said, that that was that was kind of pi right there. Like, I'm don't glad mention that though. It don't mention that though. Don't mention that. Like, I'm glad they didn't call it though because I feel like passing interference is just getting out of control in the league. I feel like they're just they're throwing a flag for anything nowadays. But yeah, I mean, it was I was glad to see Judy and Mims. Mims should have had that big play that was called back by the hole. But I want to see moving forward. Just it, it it felt good to see multiple guys getting the ball instead of. Just Devontae Piron and Sutton, you got to see more. Like, and they brought and uh, Tricio brought it up. Like, the Broncos getting the playmakers involved. She got to do. So, yeah. I mean, I Judy, Judy had 58 yards. Sutton had 65. I think they both combined for like nine catches. I mean, that's, that's why. That, that's, that's, hey, I'm not going to lie. That's crazy. Like, that's that, that just sounds crazy. Just I know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of crazy what it does when you actually give your receivers the ball. Like, it's a crazy concept. I mean, but just. What I'm being told is that Jerry Judy had a bad game, despite his PBU that he had and the fake pass that he had, which was I thought hilarious. But <laughs> no, that was I, I would put in my stock up this week, honestly. Yeah. I I like what it, and he, honestly. <laughs> oh boy, um, one of the last things I want to talk about, like real quickly before we wrap things up, uh. I have, I've seen some people talk about this and I kind of agree with it. And it's kind of like it ties into what we're talking about is like receivers getting targets downfield when they're open, uh, not getting the targets. I feel like sometimes Russ plays a little bit too like scared or timid to like throw interceptions. Like it's great, man. I love that he's not throwing any, and he, I love that he's not turning the ball over or anything, but it just feels like sometimes you bring up that Nate Atkins thing and you just bring up these other throws. I don't know. When I watch Russ, I, I feel very, confidently when i say this that he's like scared to turn the ball like turn the ball over which is great that he's scared but it almost like holds back the receivers like to a certain extent and it kind of stalls out drive sometimes in my opinion i agree but i will say this the reason why i don't i don't mind it as much is because i don't believe we're a team that can kind of overcome turnovers 
I don't think that we can over. I, I think us getting takeaways is think about it. We're barely winning these games and we're getting all the takeaways. So imagine if we start turning the ball over like like we were in the first uh, five weeks of the season. Like we're gonna be. I don't know, but I was. But I, it is kind of holding us back, but it's also keeping us in the game at the same time yeah. because we're finding we're still that and that's that's the good thing is that we're finding ways to win while not committing turnovers which is really good moving forward so yeah as of right now the margin of error for the offense is like very very little yeah (laughs) execution wise and stuff like that but i think as the season can progresses a bit i think and i'm really really strong on this i think this cleveland game coming up is for some reason i have a feeling now that the offense is going to expand just a bit more just because what i saw from getting Judy and Son the ball more involved, especially early on in the game. And then I saw Mims a, a couple times, so that gave me a little bit of hope going forward. So I'm hoping Russ can be a little bit more free down the field. But, again, I think a good week of practice under Champagne, really emphasizing, you know, details and execution part on the offense. I think, I mean, they're only going to get better. So and yeah. I have all the trust and, in Champagne. So. Yeah, and I was going to say, you could tell that Russ and that Champagne, they practice. The they were ready for Brian Flores' blitz. The throw he made to Judy on the yeah. slant, where that throw, I don't like that. That is a seven man blitz. Pressure's coming. You got to get the ball out quick. You're taking a hit. That throw was on the money. Yeah. And I just I want to Sean Payton. And I don't whatever he's doing in practice. I am so. This is why I was so glad when we brought him in. This is why me and Amir preached to bring him in because it is just it's like. It's making all the difference. You can just tell, like it, it's just making all the difference. Like we're not like the penalties are getting better as the game goes on. The Chiefs it was bad. The B- Buffalo was bad. This game it wasn't as bad. You can see the progression that we're making in, in the little things, and I'm just so glad we got Sean Payton, man. Like, yeah, it still feels surreal. Like some <laughs> of the decision making he was doing in today's yes. game, like really helped us out as well. Like it's just so important to have him on the sidelines and just have him in this organization in general. Um, but that is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on uh, YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit the subscribe button to celebrate today's game. And if you guys are listening on Monday rather than uh, today on uh, Sunday after the game, um, celebrate Victory Monday by hitting that subscribe button, helping us get to 2,000 subscribers. All you guys are greatly appreciated, man. Seriously, I, I love and appreciate the support, but we want to keep on growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and expanding um, our, our audience and all that. So make sure you guys are commenting down below as well. Help us getting on suggested feeds commenting for the algorithm is big on youtube so please do that if you guys are listening on spotify apple Podcasts, leave a follow turn notifications on um and then leave a five-star rating that helps us out a lot over on that platform as well wherever you guys get our podcast but with that being said i'm your host amir farrell with my co-host jordan mackie aka j mac and jordan lopez to the next episode peace out everybody peace out peace